Hustlers, creators, conversationalists. You are now listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. I guess that's just motion. Hey, girlfriends, and Hello. welcome back. Welcome, to welcome. Another episode with TG and AV. <laughs> we are currently <laughs> we are here to talk about the biases that we as Black women, and I mean as a Black community, face in the healthcare system. But we're focusing on women because Black women are dying at Dirty. a dis proportionate rate than white women we are not valued when it comes to childbirth so we just want to explore that um taylor came with some pretty interesting facts that i'll let you read off to us and then we can just go on from there because it's not just something that's in our heads it's fact and it's pretty damn scary let me find it or whatever hello everybody but yes, as she was saying, we are not valued with the healthcare system, but we're not valued as a whole black mm-hmm. women. But I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stay on, on task yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's something that you learn too while you're looking that up. Like it's something that you learn too. Um, if you've ever taken an African American studies class, mm-hmm. an African uh, diaspora class, you see that there have been biases throughout history. I mean, we already know of racism, but there are biases and there's discrimination that still goes on to this day um, when it comes to us black people. And I can speak from my own personal experience when it comes to the healthcare system. I, it was one thing learning about it and learning about how they don't take our pain as seriously or they tend to look over um, our health concerns when we do go in to get checked or when we do go to the emergency room or the hospital. But it was another thing for me to experience it firsthand. Um, when I started going to the OBGYN, you know, you hit 21 um, and you have to start going regularly. You go get a pap smear every year. When I went, um, by that time, I had been on birth control since I was 18. And I was told by my OBGYN that I should immediately get off of the pill because I get get something called migraines with aura. So I tend to see like flashing lights or whatever before my migraine comes on. She told me apparently in the UK, women who experience this type of migraine, they're forbidden. It's illegal for them to even take birth control that has estrogen in it hmm. because this can essentially caused them to have a stroke and I've heard of cases where women have had strokes being on birth control and that's one of the factors so at that point I'm like okay well take me off of the pill but I want to stay on birth control because ain't nobody trying to get pregnant um (laughs) and so she recommended the IUD the IUD is um what is placed into your your uterus and it's this T-shaped birth control instrument and it pretty much releases the birth control into your body and you can have that in you for up to three years. And so I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and do that. She was like, yeah, it's awesome. You don't have to worry about remembering to take a pill every day. So it was extremely painful getting the procedure. She said some people don't feel nothing. Sometimes it's painful for others. Like I was in tears, pain. Um, 
but that's that's that doesn't even matter what matters is that after getting that iud i experienced significant amounts of pain from it i would get these sharp cramps that would come in waves to the point where it made me like double down there were times where i'd be in public and it would hit me and i would literally have to crouch down to the floor and wait for it to pass just imagine being in like new york or something and that hits you and you just crouch down to the floor i mean in new york they're not gonna pay attention but it looks like something is seriously wrong i went to my OBGYN multiple times and she wrote it off as me as nothing she would check she was like well your iud hasn't moved there's nothing wrong with you like and that was it no looking further into it no tests and it got to a point where i was like you know what i'm just gonna get this thing removed because i don't want it to be something life-threatening and they wait too late to take it out or they wait too late to look further into it so i got rid of the IUD and since then I just haven't been on birth control at all I've used what is called the rhythmic rhythmic method um but that's just one little case in which I felt like they didn't take my pain seriously and I feel like they don't really care about what's going on with us until it's too late I agree on that I can't I was trying to think if I had like a personal you know example to give um yeah I mean, I can't necessarily think of one, but consciously, I mean, not to steer too off of it. I think we're going to get into it a little bit later, but I mean, well, that's my choice. So ignore me. I was going to speak on like birth control and how I haven't really done enough research, but how I feel like, you know, pretty much it's encouraged. It's encouraged more so like in black communities. I feel so like, okay, like the health, like the health clinic, healthcare clinic and things like that, because, you know, it's cheaper. It's, it's pretty much free to go there if you... Um, aren't working or in school so pretty much like what birth control was made for yes we know to control births but we go more to like parent plan is it parent planhood um was mm -hmm. it right yeah um how pretty much like how that was made or created to more so decrease the births of black women so i was trying to say that i may be an example of that in a sense because i take birth control but that's my choice to do so but it was heavily encouraged but it could be heavily encouraged to other populations I as mean, far as demographics of color, people that are different colors and races. I mean, let's not try to dress it up. Racism okay. is still a real thing. So I yeah. think Taylor's trying to say pretty much they encourage us as people of color, as black people, to take birth control because they want there to be more white people in this country than they want black people to be in this country. And that could very well be true. Um, a lot of things are rooted in racism. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I mean, the person who founded parent planhood was a fucking racist and <laughs> the goal was to essentially exterminate black people so that white people could flourish to keep the common race or so that they can be the common race yeah pretty much yeah so the facts i wanted to read really quickly um about racial disparity pretty much highlights that um, a high rate of maternal mortality in the u.s has alarmed researchers and one statistic that has been been especially concerning is that the those that are black mothers in the U.S. die three times to four times at a higher rate than white mothers. One of the widest of all racial disparities in women's health. Um, it also says put another way put another way to put it another way, a black woman is 22% more likely to die from heart disease than a white woman. 
71% more likely to perish from cervical cancer, and 200, but 243% more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth related. That's wild. 243% <clears throat> more likely to die from childbirth just from bringing a child into the world. That's why it's no surprise Beyonce experienced um, difficulties, Serena experienced difficulties. Um, it just seems like they tend to neglect women who have given birth, um, black women who have given birth more so than they do white women. And that's, it's really sad because that really makes me fear having kids one day. I was reading too further along in that article was talking about this young lady. I don't know, remember where she was located, but she continued to tell her doctor, which reminds me of somewhat of your situation, that, um, she's had heart attacks before and like during her pregnancy or in the process of giving birth oh no she was just pregnant she felt as though she was going to have another heart attack or something of that sort because she knew the symptoms that would come along and it took for her to have another heart attack for them to focus and pay attention because they were telling her that her heart attacks were based on obesity but she really had fluid um in that area connecting to her heart and so they weren't looking as closely as they needed to mm -hmm. um even down to the aspects of you know, look at most of the people that are on like Medicaid and things like that. It's people of color. So I, our treatment, I feel as though <laughs> they may look at it as though, you know, this is practically, it's not free treatment, but it's a cheaper treatment. So therefore, I feel as though we're going to get cheaper services. Like they're not going to aid to us as quickly or feel as though that our issues are as of urgency as someone else's because like, and, and it also, it all depends on that particular, um, healthcare place or where you may be located or who the faculty are. It all depends on those individuals and that's more so what I was reading is a lot of it based on racism and depending on depending on your access to healthcare? No, 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 not the not the access to healthcare, but the staff that are within the healthcare facility that the person is at. Like it depends on those individuals and how they may think and their perception of African Americans and then going deeper into it um, just the way the medical um, model the system was made like we don't refer to that we don't use that now at least they shouldn't because the way it's structured is structured in a way of uh, it's not structured in a holistic way if that makes sense it's not yeah. structured in a way that yeah I guess that's the best way of putting it um, it's based on like uh, archaic thoughts. Like it's based on racist thoughts. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just call it what it is. The thing is, it, is I think a lot of times people also try to say that it's due to lack of access. When people don't realize more white people benefit from Medicaid, or more there are a lot of white people who just as much as there are white people who are affluent there are also a lot of white people who are poor who mm -hmm. don't have access to the resources that they need but they are still treated with more attentiveness and with more care than a black person would even down to not to interrupt you but it's in everything they're they're treated with such care even right. down to being arrested i saw recently on the shade room um this white guy he was arrested for attacking this other white man who was a Trump um, supporter at this rally. And he stopped his truck and got out and started beating this old man. He was at least 61 years old, the man that was getting beaten. But when the police came and arrested him, it was not abrupt. It was not violent. 
even i mean they're willing to talk it out negotiate but um a lot of people don't get that same respect and because we're a threat <laughs> why are we such a threat it's a question um yeah it's just it's just really weird and it's really sad that we have to depend on these people to save our lives in crisis but they don't even value our lives enough to do so um, and I'll take that. I mean, I think if more so when I said because we're a threat, we're perceived as a threat. You know, I like to say everything is based on perception. And therefore, yeah. I feel as though this is all history based. Like, yeah. So, how pe we're perceived to be a threat. Therefore, that's how we're right. treated. Right. I agree with that. Um, and I was talking to Taylor earlier about how, I mean, even when it comes to um, gynecology, it was built on torturing black mm -hmm. women to create these tools that they use to this day um to treat us to perform pap smears and all these operations imagine the black women that had to lie on a table with no anesthesia at all and go through the type of pain that they went through just for the sake of these white doctors um experimenting with them and and creating the things that they use today that makes me sick it it really eats me up um, that we've been used, so to speak, as kind of like dummies as, um, as a, I don't know, they just don't value our bodies. Um, and it, and it kind of shows up in the healthcare system today when they pass off our pain because they also, for some reason, feel like black people don't experience as much pain. We're more tolerant to pain um, when we go to the doctor and express um the concerns we had and symptoms they kind of write it off as not being anything um kind of like in our head or whatever and they may send us home with painkillers or even placebos um <laughs> and i it's not just the experience experiences i have in the well my own personal experiences and the things that i've learned in african-american studies i feel like my dad's life could have been saved if they would have taken his health concerns more seriously um back then my dad when it my dad first started experiencing these symptoms he went to the doctor um for chest pains and they gave him muscle relaxers and you know kind of said i don't know why would they give you a muscle relaxer maybe because they feel like I don't fucking know a strain in your chest i don't know <laughs> but they gave him muscle relaxers and sent him home and he went back and they continued to bite it off as not being anything serious until he had pneumonia and he's running a 105 fever and he goes back to the doctors and that's when after i don't know two three times of going back months later they finally ran serious tests and found out that he had stage four lung cancer what do you think could have been different if they would have just caught it early on but instead for months maybe even years because chest pains wasn't something that he started experiencing just that year in 2012 it's something that he dealt with for some time and it's like if they would have taken his pain seriously if they would have treated him with the same care that they would have a white man or a white woman i feel like i still would have had my dad today so i don't trust the healthcare system at all and but it's not just you it's not, everything you're saying is speaking for 
black people or people of color that community when it comes to the mindset that we have when it comes to the healthcare system and that's what makes it suck because if you if we're not going to focus too much on that but when we um, think about mental health concerns mm -hmm. they don't trust that you know we don't really talk about our issues and how we feel and things like that because that is another that is a reason that could you know relate to that like we don't trust the healthcare system like right they're not going to value our thoughts you know exactly. it's just a white lady writing down how i feel she doesn't know how i feel she's not from where i'm from she, she doesn't, doesn't have to it. struggle the way i struggle so and yeah not only that you notice when um a white kid shoots up the school or a white person does anything crazy and psychotic they write it off as them having some sort of mental disorder but they don't do that for the black kids who grow up watching people get killed in really front of them who experience serious trauma <laughs> who really should have um, be evaluated for that trauma. Who's scared to wear a fucking black hoodie to the fucking right. store? They don't. Skittles. They like, don't take that into consideration. But a suburban kid who had who has pretty much been given everything, who has been given the privilege to do whatever the fuck they want, can go somewhere and, and shoot it up and kill and hurt and just be kind of like labeled as uh, an innocent kid who just snapped, who just had a psychotic break, who just wasn't in his right mind. It's everywhere it's everywhere and once again going back to giving birth that's something that i fear doing i would love to have kids one day but i also am deeply fearful of not being able to raise my kids because a doctor overlooked uh you know internal bleeding that i had or high blood pressure or whatever it is that they tend to overlook when it comes to us i just look at it as though you know that's something that i understand like you're concerned about i hope eventually you will not be well it's important I mean, that I'm you still do gonna have kids but it's it's just scary like, i feel as though you know what's gonna happen is gonna happen but i get it it is scary because you know that article i was recently just reading um there was this young lady uh her name was shala i may i don't remember but point is she was doing research on the healthcare disparities and she died two weeks later after giving birth at 36 at 36 so it's just like can you really research your way like to um what you do? To, yeah to a, a space where you know you're really informed and you know what to do in those situations like if it's gonna happen unfortunately it's gonna happen um i just hate that the healthcare system or just this um this this country that that that's been built on all these things that we have to experience these situations I mean, right i hate that i was just gonna say um how it's kind of off but not really like how um different situations can really affect you and like as far as the injustice on different levels when it comes to like the police and things like that honestly you guys just how i may feel a little nervous about having a child every time i see a police car i'm nervous i mean not just nervous that i may get pulled over like anybody else because we're not like anybody else i'm nervous that i might be sandra bland like, i'm nervous that this may happen like something may happen to me like i get very nervous and i put my car on cruise control because i you don't want to yeah that's a real thing like I was considering having a program about emotional regulation. And I was like, you know, it would be good if I was in a headspace where I can invite like police officer or something to speak just to decrease the scare, the scaredness that our people may have. And I was like, I'm not even past it. So I can't even have right. there. And I feel like this is one of those episodes where we don't really, usually we try to provide a solution and provide tips, but 
like she said, there was someone who focused so much on kind of armoring herself with knowledge to avoid mm -hmm. falling victim to the statistic and she died from having a child. So two weeks later and that goes back to like you can have complications just as just as high as you can die giving childbirth you can definitely die after giving childbirth and how the complications that you have during um, pregnancy can continue to follow along with you um <clears throat> after you have your child right so i don't know what's in the water <laughs> i don't know what's in our food i don't know what it is that may be targeted to us that is um affecting our health when it comes to producing a child but I feel like something's tainted I mean did you hear the 243 percent 243 percent more likely to die from childbirth than white women I think we, we are need, I think we need to read we need some books on this Whew. yeah so I guess still armor yourself with knowledge read up on it um Please. try to be more healthy try to prevent the things that could potentially be getting in the way of having a safe delivery and um until next time be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to this week's show. Catch the Girlfriends podcast every Saturday at 11 a.m. here on 72.9 The Voice.